Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Wesley Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and in this way he showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, the two others of the disciples were together. And Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. And they said to him, we are going with you also. And they all went out and immediately got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning had, had now come, Jesus stood on the shore. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. And then Jesus said to them, Children, have you, caught, have you any food? And they answered him, No. And he said to them, Well, cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. And so they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. And therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon, now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it, and plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from land, but about 200 cubits, and dragging the net with the fish. But as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid on it, and bread. And Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish which you have just caught. And Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to land, full of large fish, 153. I love how they counted that. And although there were so many, the net was not broken. And Jesus said to them, Come and eat breakfast. And yet none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? Knowing that it was, it was the Lord. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you just for the opportunity to be here today to, to sing praises to your name and, and to be able to worship and, and then to open your word. And Lord, I know that, that you are right here in, in our midst, that you've been here. And Father, I just ask that your spirit would just come amongst us, that it would open our hearts and our minds and that you would lead us in a direction that, Lord, that only you can take us. Father, we put, yourself, put ourselves into your hands and we give you the praise in all of it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated, but, but please leave those, leave those Bibles open. You know, and I, I understand um, <clears throat> that much of, of Scripture that we, we read, um, we put it towards, you know, a holiday or whatever. And, and this is generally something that you might that you might read after, after Easter. But, you know, i tell you what. There are times when, when you need to go in 
during the year uh, when you're not when it's not Christmas or when it's not Easter and you need to pull that up and see what 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 Jesus has done in in the lives of 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 his children how he was born uh, you know on that day you don't have to read that at Christmas good grief we can read that at any time it it, it, it the book does not get closed off when it's not when it's not a holiday but but um you know The resurrection of Christ, when, when he was resurrected, it, it was, I know it's something that we talk of at Easter, but man, it just doesn't end there. It, it goes on from there. The, the disciples, when we look back at the disciples and we see all of the things that they had to deal with, and believe me, those guys had a lot to deal with. In, in those weeks that, that when Jesus was arrested, they... They had a lot to put up with or a lot to deal with when Jesus walked with them. Imagine what it must have been like to walk with Jesus. Don't ever, don't ever stop thinking about what it must have been like to walk with him and to see the miracles that, that, he, would, that he would perform and, and to know that those disciples were with him. And, and somehow, you know, the, the people would be there and they'd see a, a, a miracle and, and they'd go up to one of the disciples afterwards and they'd go, how did he do that? How did he do that? You know, these disciples, they had to answer those questions. They always had to answer those questions of, how did he do that? I don't know. He's God. This is Jesus. We've seen him, you know, raise the dead. We've seen the lame walk. We've seen the blind can see. We see, we see this every day. You know, it, it's, it's, it could almost become old hat, but it's not because it's Jesus. And, and because of the, of the wonderful things that, that he did, and you know, guys, we can all have tra- traumatic things happen in our lives. We can have that happen to us. Each and every one of us, we can have something traumatic that would happen. And you've got to admit that, that when you think about what those disciples must have gone through, when Jesus was arrested in Gethsemane, he was taken into that to, uh, uh, and, and given this sham of a, of a trial, and then they crucified him. And then they took him and they put him in a tomb. And you know, all of the things that had happened with those disciples over those three and a half years that they had walked with Jesus, you know, they would have been fresh in their mind. And, and if Jesus being put in that tomb, if he had stayed in that tomb, then, then over a period of time, they could have just kind of let this go. They, they, could, have, they could have remembered that, uh, the things that Jesus had done but, but after he'd been put in the tomb, you know, within time, time heals all, all that you go through. Time has a way of, of fogging the memory. Time has a way of, of, of maybe taking the sharpness of, of, of something that has happened in your life, takes it away. Um, and it does that. But you see, that's what would have happened if Jesus had stayed in the tomb. He didn't stay in the tomb. You see, that's why we're here today. When somebody says, hey, everybody worships a God. It's all the same God. What makes Christianity any different than any other religion that's out there? It's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is what makes us unique. That's what makes Christianity something different. 
It's because we serve a risen God. He he risen from the dead. He rose from the dead. We might not be able to talk, but we get the idea across. The thing is, that's what makes us different, is, is that we serve a risen Lord. We serve one who is alive. Amen. Amen. We do. Guess what? All the other ones are dead. Dead and gone. We serve a risen Lord. You see, and, and these poor disciples, my goodness, you know, in all that they went through, if, in, in, and the pain that they felt through, through watching the crucifixion, and, and, but then he rose from the dead. You see, life maybe for the disciples would have been easier if Jesus had stayed in, in the tomb. Maybe it would have. They could have forgotten about it, could have gone on with their lives. But that's not the way it works. Jesus never said, I'm going to make life easy on you. And he didn't make it easy on them. You see, Jesus' resurrection changed everything for the disciples. Jesus' resurrection changes everything for you. It does. You see, it isn't that Jesus was crucified. It's that he rose. You see, and, and... there's a change that comes in our lives. It isn't that, it isn't, it's what Jesus does in our lives. Guys, it's what you feel when you walk in here. It's what you feel when we congregate together. This is what Christ does. This is the living God that we see. You see, it would have been easier for them if, if he had stayed in the tomb, but he didn't. You see, you have to know the man Jesus And Jesus' resurrection from the dead causes us that that we need to know who Jesus is. See, people can look look at him as a prophet, and many of them did. Um, Cleopas, if you remember the walk to Emmaus, that that Cleopas and his friend, as as Jesus had been resurrected that day, and, and Cleopas and his friend were walking towards Emmaus, and how, when Jesus walked up to them and and asked them, what happened to you? How come you guys are so low? And they said, this one that we've been following for three and a half years has been crucified. They say he's risen from the dead, but, but he was a prophet, mighty indeed. Prophet? Jesus wasn't a prophet. Jesus Christ was the Son of God, and he had to know that. See, you can, you can read about his miracles and the mighty acts and his, his feeding the 5,000 and, and all of those things, but he was crucified. And, and, and they stuck him in a tomb. And, and, if, and if he had stayed there, then we could have forgotten about him. But guys, we can't forget about Jesus. We can't do that. You see, he rose from the dead. And, and we have something that, that we need to Make a decision about. As, as Christians, we have to make a decision. There has to be a point in your life when, you, when, when most of us just need to be able to get away. Things happen in our lives that we, just, we need to be able to get away. And as I read this scripture today, this is what reminds me of what, what Peter was going through. You know, when there's things that you need to do to get away, when you need to kind of get rid of, of the, the craziness of the world, you know. Men, 
men like to take a drive. Um, we like to fish. No. We like to play golf. No. Um, women, on the other hand, can go get into a, a, a tub and Calgon take me away. They can do that. Um, you know, maybe something like that. But I remember hearing a story one time about a mother who who the kids were just driving her crazy and she slipped down into the tub, you know, she, she was, she, the kids were all put back in, in bed and, and the craziness of the day and she poured in the Kelgon and the bubbles were all floating around her as she slipped into the tug, tub and then reality hit. One of the little baby socks floated by, you know, and it was, ah, that's right, you know. Kelgon doesn't take me away, but it, it, it helps. But... You know, guys, we need to understand what the disciples were going through and the position that, that they were in. You know, it had only been a few days since Jesus was crucified. They actually had seen the risen Christ. Peter himself was dealing with a guilt that was, that was undeniable, the, the guilt of, of denying Jesus. You know, what would the future hold? What would the future hold for them? You know, after the events of the, of the last few days of Jesus' crucifixion, his resurrection, it wasn't easy. You see, Jesus was alive. Something had to be decided. You know, and I could, I could picture the disciples, you know, sitting around together looking at each other in the room, trying to figure out what they were going to do. And finally, Peter said, you know what? I'm going fishing. I'm going fishing. And the other guy said, yeah, I think I'll go with you. And, you know, folks, it, when, when, as I was talking about, there's always something that we do to try and get away. But the problem is, is when you run away from your troubles, you're going to face your troubles in just another spot. The troubles still follow you. You're still there. The decisions that you had to make when you were home are you still going to have to make those decisions when you're away. Sometimes we feel better trying to make those, those decisions somewhere else. But they just wanted to get away. Actually, what we do is we just change locations. But I can imagine out on the boat that night with the disciples, and you know that Jesus was coming up. And, and I can imagine, and I'm, it doesn't say this in Scripture, but I can imagine that, that one of the guys would have said, hey, Peter, are you going to throw the net in the water or what? Because they would have been just sitting on the boat. What are we going to do about Jesus? What are we going to do about him? You know, after fishing all night and catching nothing and being near the shore, the disciples noticed a man a man on the shore. And, and he says, catch anything? Got any food? And they said, no. So, you know, he was pretty close to the shore. He says, drop your net on the right side. And, of course, this is Jesus. Dropping that net on the, on the right side and trying to pick it back up because the thing was just jam-packed full of fish what they had and John John saying there's only one person that could fill these nets like this 
there's only one person that could come to us like this, and that's Jesus. And in the troubles that they were going through and all that they were putting up with and, and all of the decisions that they had to make, there was Jesus. There was Christ. And John recognized him and he told Peter, it's the Lord. Guys, we can go through things in our lives and we can look at, at, at circumstances around us and, and I defy you to say, that in the things that are happening around you that you can't say, my goodness, it's the Lord. And he's there. And I'll tell you what, sometimes it takes trouble in our lives, sometimes it, it takes defeat, sometimes it takes, it, it, sometimes it, it, it takes death, sometimes it takes, it takes something to break your heart. But if you, if you look, if you look, you're going to see Jesus. You're going to see him. He never left you. He was always there. But maybe it's at a time like that when the fog will clear and you'll look, and there he is. And he had never left you. He had never left you. He was there. You know, I, I don't know. Um, scripture doesn't, doesn't reveal the conversations that, that went on in the boat that night, but... You know, there was, there was no doubt that, that these gentlemen were getting together. And they had a decision that they had to make. You know, either, either as a group they were going to make this decision, or maybe individually they, they had to make this decision. Jesus was alive. He really was. What were they going to do about Jesus? What were they going to do about him? You see, and, and I think in what you see, when John told Peter, Peter, that's Jesus. And, and Peter answered the question what he was going to do about Jesus. You know, he's packing, he's packing guilt. And, and he feels terrible. He feels terrible about his denial of Jesus. But Peter answered the question. He threw on his coat and into the water he went. Maybe before he even knew where he was going, he was in the water, and he was running to Jesus. He was running to him. Peter went. Peter always was the one that, that maybe did things before he thought about it, and maybe if Peter had thought about it, maybe he wouldn't have done that. But, but you know something, guys? There's an instinct to this. There's an instinct of, of who that, that is available to you. It's, it's an instinct that is, in, that is available to us. The instinct comes from having Jesus Christ in your life. And, and when things turn kind of squirrely on us, the instinct says that when Jesus appears, you run to him. You run to him. And he was there. He was there for Peter. He was there for, for John. He was there with, with, with all of the other disciples. Peter, Peter took a chance. He threw everything to the side. He threw his life to the side. He threw his work to the side. Because why? Because Jesus was there. Because, because Jesus was there when, when Peter need, really, really needed him.
And he was there when the other disciples needed him. And he was there. He was there for all of them. And the decision, what were they going to do about Jesus? Well, I'll tell you what you can do about Jesus. You run to him. You run to him. He's there. The decision can be made for you. He's there. Run to him. Did, did Peter know what Jesus was going to do with his life? Oh, golly, no. He had no idea what Peter was going to, or what, what Jesus was going to ask of Peter. But did it matter? No, it didn't. It didn't matter to Peter what Jesus was going to do with his life. See, there was a realization. The realization was is that Jesus Christ was alive and that he was going to change lives. Folks, there comes a time in every one of our lives, bar none, none of you, all of you are going to go through a tough time. Maybe many of you have already gone through your tough time. But regardless, you're going to go. And, and when you do, whatever for whatever reason it might be, look to Jesus. He's there. Sometimes it takes that, that darkness for us to get into. I, I heard a, a statement the other... Uh, oh, this is quite a few years ago, actually. Um, and it was, about, it was about a lady who had cancer. And, and you know, she, she found her faith in, in what she was going through. She was a Christian. She knew the Lord. But she made a, a, a profound statement in... in the way that she found Christ and, and the way that the realization was that Jesus was alive and Jesus was in her life. And she said it this way. She says, Some, you know, you can't see the stars until it's dark out. And that's true. Sometimes you've, you've got to go through, you've got to go through the night. You've you got to go through the dark. You've got to go through the storm. And when you look, there's the stars. And, 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 and there was Jesus. And for many of us, guys, I, I can tell you, I, I know that, that for many of us, we go through this life. And, and yes, we're Christians. And yes, Jesus is with us. And yeah, 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 he's, he's there. And you go through something. And you realize the strength of him who is with you. He was there, he had been there, and he would always be there, and he would never leave us. Guys, don't go through, don't go through things and not look to him. Don't, don't think that, that he won't be there. You can ask, why does, does this, why does something happen to me? Why is it me? Why is it always me? And generally, you'll get that answer back, why not you? You know, but, but it, is, it is to know that Jesus is with you. Guys, we, we the Christianity is, is different. It's different. We serve, we worship a God who is alive, and he is with us. Guys, I, I don't know if you think about this or not, but do you know something? He's here.
He's with us. And he hears every word that, that I'm saying. And, and he, he reads your heart. He knows your heart. He knows your heart better than you know yourself. And he loves you. Oh my goodness, how he loves you. We're going to go to the communion table this morning. And when we do, here's what I want you to think about. I want you to think about how much Christ loves you. I want you to know it because he went to the cross for you. He shed his blood for you. For you. For you. For every one of you. He could have called your name from the cross. He knew you then. He knows you now. And when he went to the cross, he shed his blood. And if you had been the only person alive, he'd have done it for you. Because it was the only way to be able to come to the Father. Guys, this, this God, this Jesus, is alive and he loves you. What else would have taken him to the cross other than the deep love that he has for you? Think about what he has done for you. I know that, as Scripture tells us, on the night that, that, uh, that Jesus was betrayed, which he knew was coming, he knew he was going to the cross. On that night in the upper room, after finishing the Passover meal, Jesus took, afterwards took the bread and he gave thanks to the Father. And then he, he broke the bread and he said, this, this is my body which is given for you. Eat this. And when you do, do this in remembrance of me. <clears throat> After the bread, he took the cup. And again, he gave thanks to the Father and he said, this cup is my blood of the new covenant which is poured out, shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Drink this. And when you do, do this in remembrance of me, remembrance of what I have done for you. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for who he is in our lives. Thank you for the fact that, that each and every one of us knows that Jesus is here with us today. He always has been there. And, and I thank you for, for the healing strength and the healing power that, that comes from him. But Father, as we come to your table this, this morning, um, Father, I ask that, that you would touch each heart that's here. I ask that, that each heart would understand what, what Jesus has done for us, for the love that he has for us, with, with an understanding that, that, he is, that he is alive. He's alive. We have to make a decision about what we're going to do about Jesus. And so, Father, as we come to your table, bless, bless each heart that's here. Let each one know you. And, and Father, we thank you for these common elements, the, the, the bread and the juice. Let them be the body and the blood of Christ for all of us who partake. And in all of this, Father, the glory is yours.
because you're there to receive it. And we pray this in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.